When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, keeping that discussion with number nine, Joe Burrow. We talked MVP in his game, and I think when you think of the game against Kansas City, before we focus on the Browns and kind of look in the second half of the season, third and eleven. The locker room, what I love about the locker room interviews, you get to hear from the players after the game. Everybody's hyped. Tyler Boyd's hyped it up. T. Higgins. They win in the huddle. It's third and 11. And if someone would have told me from home they were going to throw it, I don't know if I would have believed you because I thought thought they were going to run it to run more time off the clock and just set up the field goal. But they knew it was a similar situation to being in Cincinnati last year, January 2nd, six minutes and 20 seconds on the clock. And they knew they had to score a touchdown there, even though they kicked the game-winning field goal. They had to do that because they didn't want Patrick Mahomes on the field again. Kansas City was out of timeouts. They were going to have about 50 seconds, but honestly, that was going to be enough for Patrick Mahomes to get down the field. They would have only had a six-point lead if Evan McPherson makes the kick. They went in the huddle, and they said, Joe, are we running? Are we passing? And he looked at him, and he goes, we're, we're throwing. We're throwing the ball. And just the way that third and 11 was talking to people from Kansas city, listening to people talk to about Joe Burrow, the breakdown that that image was everywhere video on NFL live of the third and 11 throw. And it was just, I know what I'm doing here. We're going to end this game right now. And when you go back to watch that tape, you know, what impresses you the most about Joe Burrow besides that? Because I think that's what just, seals the deal hey I'm in the top three of MVP MVP right now when I throw for the third and 11 first down when the game's on the line yeah that throw was incredible it showed off some arm strength that I don't think people think he has to fit that tight window throw uh it shows he hits a second window there so that's good processing to know they the Chiefs on a chalkboard had him they had the Bengals dead to right but T Higgins is T Higgins beats what he shouldn't beat they played two man and two man means you have inside leverage inside leverage you're going to take away that slant well t higgins just is able to cross the face and take away and now he has the inside leverage and the cornerbacks falling behind him to go with that it took him a second to get there though because it is not supposed to work that way so burrow is able to stay pat and he does this thing and uh and the only quarterback you know clinic type thing I have really, really studied was this Chad Pennington one where Burrow does this too. And it's interesting because I actually watched something on this, but on quick game, he doesn't move. He doesn't hitch. He just holds it. He holds it. And it kind of looks a little bit statuesque, but he held it and then threw instead of rhythm of three throw. It was three hold, hold, throw, not hitching because that can get you out of your rhythm, but just holding it there. And I don't think a lot of quarterbacks do that. So that was, a really good throw from him. And I think it also tip of it's uh, an example of his game overall, because it on that play, 
there's a stunt on the right side doesn't get picked up because Law Collins doesn't get the depth required and to pick it up and Kappa passes it off. So the, he takes a hit. He takes a hit as he throws that ball. But you wouldn't even know if you just watched it and didn't pay attention because he's just standing. He's not panicked at all. He throws it, takes the hit, first down. Who cares? We just won the game. Is Joe Burrow, and this is kind of like a hot topic because I want to get into this team versus 2021 in just a moment. Is he playing better than what you saw last year? Oh, yeah, absolutely, I think. I, I, I think he's more clean and consistent mechanically. I think he is a little – he's about the same accuracy. He was ex- insanely accurate last year. Uh, he's not pushing the ball down the field as much as last season, but – he's still doing it and he's doing everything at a high level. I I think he's more consistent this season. And other than the Pittsburgh game, he has done such a great job of a, not really taking sacks. If you want to include the Dallas game of he's took some sacks there, but not really taking too many sacks and definitely not turning the ball over. Yeah. And I think that's just something that's really exciting at this point in the season, because you are getting into December football. You have those January games And for him to be playing at an MVP type level is just great for this offense. But honestly, you can go back to when they were playing without Jamar Chase. I truly feel like that only helped Joe Burrow figure out, hey, I'm going to make you have Trentner went out there, other weapons on offense. You look at their run game right now. And that just kind of helped Joe Burrow because there was a lot of credit to Patrick Mahomes being without Tyreek Hill. And, you know, what he was able to do as a quarterback with this offense and it made him better. I think you could say the same for Joe Burrow right now. And the good news is you get Jamar Chase back. He was out there already. And I feel like he was a factor. 97 yards, a couple big first downs. I know one was a little controversial on on, on social media. I, I don't believe that there was any official questions or anything like that. I know Kansas City fans wanted to bring up one of Jamar Chase's first downs. But, but overall, I feel like that that helped Joe Burrow being without his number one guy still. Yeah, it's that didn't have to be a punishment. It was a catalyst for growth within the offense uh, with Joe Burrow. Just you don't rely on Jamar Chase anymore. Yeah, you're going to get to him when he's there, when he's open, but you don't need to force it, and you don't need the offense to rely on him just making the big play. Now the offense is so machine-like. It's like a very well-oiled machine to just march down the field, just push down the field instead of being this offense that is a little bit stag, nothing, 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 giant play, touchdown, nothing, nothing. But now it's just 10, 10, 10, 8, 5, 6, 10, you know, yard gains, and then you end up in the end zone. And I think that is something we didn't really see last year, both because Burrow didn't have the same level of patience, which makes sense. Young players don't really have that. It's something you develop as you get older. He's developed it very quickly, but he has the patience now to just take 10-yard gains the entire way down the field and score that way. And then to go with that, uh, the offense is just better designed. And overall, I, I am in awe when I watch the offense. This is now one of the most fun and well-put-together offenses in the NFL, in my opinion. Let's stay with the offense. We've talked about him plenty, honestly. I feel like a running back segment every episode, but you went back and you got the chance to watch Samaje P. Ryan. Zach Taylor said that he pretty much counted Joe Mixon out on Saturday, but he should should be good to go next week when they play the Cleveland Browns. When you went back to just kind of watch the tape, review the game again, what did you think of Samaje? I thought he was good. I think 
Man, I would just so much love to have a Samaje P. Ryan discussion that's just P. Ryan. So if we could do it for like two minutes without Let's talking about Let's do it right Mixer. now. It's, it's our oh, podcast. He's good. He's good. He's very fun. He's such a strong back. He has a nasty stiff arm, obviously. He makes, for the most part, pretty good reads. And he just puts his shoulder down, gets the extra yardage on contact. He's a great pass blocker. Just so much to like about him. Um we can get into later about you know why I still prefer Mixon to be the lead back here, but he's just stepped up in such a big way, and I want to give him credit because I know I am on the Mixon as the starter train, but Samaje's played so well that I, I uh, this isn't an issue. This is a testament to their depth and what Samaje has been able to do in Mixon's absence that you could just kind of plug and play and get nearly the same results. Um, I thought he was great again. I. I think he does a very good job. I think he might be better from under center. And they went a little bit more to the under center stuff this week, although it was all well-designed. I thought there were some beauties that were play action passes under center, but they went a little bit back to that rather than a lot of the shotgun stuff. I think Mixon's better in the shotgun. P Ryan's better under center. And uh, they went to that, but he, he had a great game. I want to give him credit because he's playing well. He's playing very well. And I think, yeah, he's he's so powerful. He does remind me of like the old, old uh, fullback that you hand the ball off to a lot where he's not the fastest guy, not the most explosive guy, but, oh, it is a pain to tackle that guy, especially as the game gets going. And uh, he's going to get you four or five yards just about every play. No, he's not going to break one off for 25, but he's going to get you four yards here, five yards here, six yards here and just keep punishing the defense for tackling him. So you're saying like an OG, Jeremy Johnson, Lorenzo Neal. I mean, that would be huge. Everybody knows LT, what he was able to do with the Chargers with Neal and, and when Lorenzo was here. So maybe we have that with Samaje. A Mike Allstott type. Yeah, you know, one of these guys is just, they are fun to watch because they just plow ahead, put their shoulder down. They're big and strong and uh, no, not the most explosive, but yeah, just – Jeremy Johnson, great shout out. Loved him when he was here. Uh, Brian Leonard was kind of that. And I think Brian Leonard is almost a little bit of a good comp because Brian Leonard had that awesome, what, second effort play against the Steelers to get the first down. And Samaje this week had that awesome second effort play to get the first down against the Chiefs. So uh, there's a lot, you know, he's one of those big, big back types. And 20 years ago, he'd probably be 10 pounds heavier and playing fullback, but he's uh, in a spread era, no real fullbacks. He's about that size, but he's just going to play tailback and halfback. He does a really good job. I don't want to discredit him at all for his performances. He's doing a good job at running back. You know, it's funny. I actually thought about this yesterday because I'm a nerd, but I said, you know what? It's wild. If someone would have told me after the Super Bowl, we would be sitting here in early December. Talking about Samaje Pirine being one of the starting running backs and some people wanting Samaje out there over Joe Mixon, I would have said, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Not because I'm, I'm going to discredit Samaje, just because I knew what it felt like after that game. But I think you have to look at it like this is a great thing. This is a great thing for your offense. You brought up the depth with it. You have Travion Williams out here. You have Chris Evans scoring a touchdown, which just throws everything off. Um, Not fully in the doghouse. Good yeah, for Chris yeah. Evans. 
Yeah. And it's, it's a good problem to have. I think people need to realize that instead of saying, this is your number one guy and to be determined how Cincinnati really does offensively against the Cleveland Browns. I do want them to run the ball, but at the same time, Will they put Samaji out there more? Will they make Joe Mixon light just to kind of get him back in the groove of everything, what that's going to look like? It doesn't have to be a versus this guy. Just like the number one receiver. The Bengals have two number one receivers on their team. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. You can look at these running backs and say, look, this is a good problem for Joe Burrow to have right now. This is not a bad thing. But it always has to be kind of this guy versus this guy. But instead, I'm like, hey, look, Samaji can run. If you get Joe Mixon back, I'm all about it. There's nothing bad about that. Yeah, to me, the running offense is still at its best with Joe Mixon. I think he does fit into running from the gun more. I think he's just the more explosive player. And since the injury has seemed to heal with the long bye after the Dolphins game, he has been pretty darn good. Five yards per carry over that stretch since week five. Um, I think he gets a lot of flack for how the team performed running offense wise over the first uh, four games there. And he deserves some of that. Although I do think he was playing injured and these guys who play injured always end up getting penalized for it by the mass, by the fans, by uh, media, everybody like that, just because they fight through it and they're not able to play their normal performance. So I'm trying to give him some benefit of the doubt, but he didn't play well. That's just seared into the memory because he had so many carries and so many touches and he wasn't playing well I think he's been playing well since then and it's something I think we have to realize that I think good Mixon is back and yes this week I'm sure we'll talk much more in our preview uh, that'll come out on Friday but this week I think Mixon could be key and Piran both could be key because this Browns run defense is really bad. I know they didn't show it in the Monday night football game, but on paper, this is an area the Bengals should be able to exploit. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to what it could look like with Smajay and Joe Mixon, and hopefully Joe Mixon is, is good to go. We will find out more when they get back to practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but it really did sound pretty optimistic from Zach Taylor after his press conference on Monday. But yeah, no, I... I'm all about it right now. I think you bring up a good a good point. You're like, let's give Samaje his. But Joe Mixon right now, he's still your number one guy. We are going to get to the preview prediction for that going into Thursday, and it'll be out Friday. But when you think of what the game plan would be or what you would do as a coach, are you are you rolling still with Samaje to start the game and then just kind of feeling it out with Joe Mixon? Are you easy, easing it in, or, or what are you doing with the running back situation on Sunday? I'm starting Mixon and running him. I, I think a concussion is something you'll need to really ease somebody back from, especially when he's had two weeks from it. As long as he's cleared to go and he feels okay, I think you just run him. If he was a hamstring injury, maybe you look to starting P. Ryan and easing Mixon in with a few carries here or there. Or if it was the ankle again, I think about it. This is actually something that's interesting. Um, I think if Mixon had the ankle injury, the nagging ankle injury now, you would probably see a, just a bigger Samaje split and mix is still out there, but you don't need him to carry the load because Piran showed he can do that. Um, now with the concussion, I don't think that's something you need to ease him back in from, but uh, not a doctor either. <laughs> it's just uh, when people come back from concussions, they seem to play full allotment of snaps and seem to do a pretty good job. Uh, I think that I would just roll Mixon out there as a the starter, but I would spell him more. I would give Piran more run. And my plan probably would be a little bit more running than usual just because of how the Browns play. 
No, all good points. I'm actually looking forward to the game plan and then obviously getting Joe Mixon back out there offensively. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. Offensive line, the defensive side, playoff P as Cheeto likes to call Jermaine Pratt. I want to give him some more props on this episode next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.